This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we take a look at the Bates men's basketball team's victory over Tufts. Plus, a women's basketball reserve player had a game to remember, and the track and field teams hosted the Bates Invitational with terrific results. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates women's basketball team has won three of its last four games. On Tuesday, the Bobcats defeated Norwich 65-50 behind a career-high 21 points from first-year Megan Graff. Then on Thursday, Bates defeated UMaine Farmington 95-43. The story of this game was sophomore Meredith Melindy. She came off the bench to score a career-high 18 points, drilling five threes along the way. O'Brien outside for Melindy for three. Yes! Three-pointer, Meredith Melendi, and the Bobcats lead 71-35, 9.08 to go in the game. Bogues over to Melendi for three. Again, Melendi from deep. She's got seven, and the Bobcats lead 76-35, 7.50 to go in this one. Graf on the move across the timeline. Right wing, Melendi, how about another three? Yes! Meredith Melindy, one more time. Shot clock at 10. It's Melindy on the other end for three. And this one rolls in. Melindy's got 13. And the Bobcats lead 88 to 36. Middlebrook on the move. Middlebrook to Melindy for three. One more time. Score it. And the foul. Melindy will have a chance for a four point play as she knocks down the three and was fouled on the shot. And Melindy is just having an absolutely sensational game. After the game, Melindy joined the live broadcast. I shot when I was open, but I, I got to give it to my teammates because they passed me the ball and they had faith that I was going to hit it. So, um, yeah, we did a great job of just, just getting the job done today and everybody did what they had to do. So, you know, during the NESCAC games, it's a short rotation. You don't necessarily get in there that much. How valuable it is for you to get these minutes in these non-conference games like this? Um, yeah, it's definitely valuable. It feels great to be out there playing with my teammates. You know, nothing's like a good game. Uh, it's definitely different than practice. Um, so it was fun. It was good. How does it feel to be the leading scorer tonight? <laughs> All players, 18 points. <laughs> uh, it feels great. I mean, it honestly just feels great to have a nice team win like this. I'm just so proud of my teammates. We played well today, so we did what we had to do, yeah. All right, Meredith Melindy, game high, 18 points. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. Congratulations. You. Thank you. After the Bobcats fell at Tufts on Saturday, Bates bounced back to defeat Colby Sawyer 66-50 on Monday. Bates is 8-8 eight eight on the season with two big NASCAC road games this weekend against Wesleyan and Connecticut College, respectively. In men's basketball, Bates picked up a big NASCAC victory Saturday against Tufts winning 76-65. It's the third straight year the Bobcats have defeated the Jumbos. Juniors Tom Coyne and Jeff Spellman delivered big-time performances down the stretch, finishing with 18 and 16 points, respectively. Meanwhile, senior captain Nick Lynch scored 20 of his game-high 22 points in the first half. He also grabbed a game-high 11 rebounds. And Nick Lynch is our male Bobcat of the week. Well, Nick, first of all, against Tufts, 20 points in the first half. What was really clicking for you out there? 
Um, I think it was a lot of the mid-range game. I think we uh, knew going in how they played the screens was the pick and pop. So the coaching staff really represented that well, and the mid-range game was falling. So pieces worked in that part. Yeah, I saw you feeling – you were pretty confident out there. You even tried a three at one point I saw, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll get there at some point. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, you were up against another uh, guy about your height who was one of their top scorers. How'd that matchup end up faring? Um, yeah, it ended up being a good matchup. He's definitely a big guy. He was able to uh, create a lot on the offensive end. Uh, they made actually ran most of their plays just to get him the ball in the post. Mm-hmm. So uh, getting him in foul trouble is crucial. So I think a couple other players ended up going at him in the offensive end, which ended up taking him out. And then in the second half, uh, I didn't deal with the same thing. So it was kind of a give and take there, but he's a great offensive player. Yeah, you end up dealing with some foul trouble in the second half. How about Spellman and Coyne, what they did down the stretch? Yeah, they they, uh, they always produced down the stretch. The unbelievable show in there. I mean, the extra effort plays from those guys really what won the game. You guys feel like going in, that was kind of a must win? Yeah, that was absolutely a must win. Um, Tufts, historically, we've always tended to beat them in the last couple of years. So uh, we knew that we match up well against them and that we needed to win this. We could play hard, and they're um, – playing against Williams and Middlebury the prior weekend, I think we knew we had to earn ourselves and we can play and finally that we can show that really we can take anyone down. So Tufts was kind of a must win. I think we ended up putting it together and finally finishing the show. You know, slow start to the season. What's really come together in recent weeks, though? You guys obviously playing much better now. Yeah, I think uh, I think the chemistry that we're trying to develop has just been something that consistently has gotten better. And I think finally NESCAC play, it's really clicking. Um, obviously, we were missing coin until the NESCACs for the most part. So him having him back, I mean, he's been an unbelievable scorer in the second half and the whole game. So having him back, getting everyone together, the chemistry continuing to develop and just everyone playing well is, is what we need and what we need to continue to do this weekend. Well, speaking of injuries, I know you missed the first few games also, right? Ferber said everyone was a little scared initially, but like you were fine. Yeah, uh, it's actually it's a, it's a good story. But at the end of the day, I actually had a, a doctor's note that said I either tore my ACL or meniscus, um, and then I needed an MRI. So I rushed the MRI, ended up getting it back, and the doctor was wrong, so it was uh, – it was great, and he was, he was happy about it. So, And he said, yeah, it was a very unlikely bone bruise, but I ended up taking two games and neck the next week. So how big of a sigh of relief did you give after you found out what the true diagnosis was? Yeah, it was unbelievable. It, was, um, it went from basically five or six games left in my career, finishing the end. I was like projected to be back mid-January, so right about now, if I did after the surgery. But then I came back in two games later, yeah. which was um, – so that was, that was unbelievable. I know Coach Furbush mentioned that, you know, in terms of the captains, he said, look, you four seniors, you're my leaders. What's this group like, you and the other three? Um, I mean, I think we're all really taking charge in a different way. Um, we each have a different kind of environment. Some of us are more vocal. Others are more lead by example. And I think together we kind of really enforce stuff well. Like we're all making sure everyone's on top of things. The whole team's supportive, uh, 1 through 18, and just everyone's involved and and really working hard during practices and in games, obviously, as well. And Galloway is a great guy to come, out, come off the bench, isn't he? Oh, unbelievable. His three-point game yeah. and the quickest hands in the NESCAC. So it's <laughs> unbelievable uh, that, that he can produce and just some plays off the stretch that are just crucial. So this week you've got Wesleyan and Con College coming to town. What's going to be key against these two teams? Um, both of them, I'd say defense. So Wesleyan is a very, very good defending team, and they have some producing as well. But we need to be able to – Keep up with them, keep them under a low scoring at the same time, produce on our offensive end. Uh, so let's see, we need to play consistent. We need to play as hard as we did the last three NASCAR games, and I think we'll be good. So off the court a little bit, you're a senior. Uh, what are you studying? What's your major? Uh, I'm a double math and econ. 
Um, math yeah. and econ. What got you into that? Um, I liked math and I liked uh, econ, so I kind of was <laughs> starting off with just the major in math, but then I took a couple of econ classes and really got involved in that and just ended up doing both. So um, are you starting to think about post-college plans or is it way too early? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm working in New York. So oh, got a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Oh, lock it in. Nice. So, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's exciting. So, um, yeah, that's something I'm going to enjoy. So that make, well. that's pretty that's pretty probably a, a good um, you know relieving type thing right in terms of knowing what you're gonna do. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let you focus on basketball and all the other seniors actually. So Max uh, Hummel's also working in, in New York okay. in finance, and then Eli's working on the Milwaukee Bucks. And Brandon recently decided he wasn't going to med school; he's gonna take a gap year. But oh. so he's now looking for a job. But essentially, we're all we're all locked up, so it's good. <laughs> nice, nice. And then um, you know, going down the stretch, what are some goals you have kind of in your mind to finish off your senior season strong um it'd be nice to go 2-0 on a weekend so that'd be something um hopefully we can do this weekend or next weekend and really just make the playoffs and honestly keep going from there there you have it nick lynch male bobcat of the week thanks so much thanks for having me in indoor track and field the bobcats hosted the bates invitational this friday and saturday at merrill gymnasium both teams finished in first place with the women winning 11 events scoring 224.33 points along the way. One of the top performers was senior captain Katie Hughes, who finished first in the weight throw and second in the shot put. And she is our female Bobcat of the week. I love having home meets. I love competing at Bates. Um, you know, we practice in we practice at Merrill every day for um, months, and to compete here, you know, we we work hard for this meet and for every meet, but it's especially um, cool to compete at home. Well, what kind of things are you working on? You know, with the weight and the shot here, being your senior year. I have been basically since freshman year throwing on, competing on a two-turn throw. Mm -hmm. And so right now, um, Fresh and I are kind of working up to a three-turn throw. I, we do lots of turns at practice. Um, I threw last weekend at MIT in the finals on the three-turn throw. Um, I didn't get to that this weekend, but that's something we're working on um, implementing. Excellent. You've won it both weeks, obviously, so that's been good, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it's fun to win. Um, and, you know, this week I improved on my throw from last weekend, which feels good, and I'm getting closer to my um, personal best, which currently was set my sophomore year. So I really, like, um, I'm trying to to have a personal best and improve on my sophomore year's throw for sure and then overall you know at the invite this past weekend who were some other people who stood out to you on the team oh I could name so many of them <laughs> I should definitely highlight sophomore Amanda Kaufman who competed in the pentathlon on Friday night um she PR'd in the hurdles she matched her PR in the high jump she PR'd in the shot put and in the 800 um, and so she improved her overall score um, by a couple hundred points, I think. And it was really, really exciting to see her just succeed on Friday night. Yeah, because that's one where it, all eyes were kind of on her, right? Because like it was that was the only event they were doing that night, right? That was the only event they did Friday night, and she was the only Bates woman to compete in that event. So you know we were all there supporting her, and there were only three other competitors. So really, all eyes were on her. Yeah. It was really fun to see her do so well. So once again, you're one of the captains. I know last year was kind of a quick turnaround because you're coming back from abroad. Uh, this year it must be nice to have the full season, you know, the full fall to get everyone kind of ready for this winter and the spring, right? 
Yeah, it was really fun for me to be a part of, um, you know, the kind of building of the team chemistry from day one in the fall. Um, I think that overall we have really great team chemistry and I think everyone gets along really well. And um, that's a really important part of the, you know, the team. Obviously we want to show up to meets and do well, but I don't think you can if, if the team chemistry isn't good. So it's been really fun to be a part of that and to help build that since September. Terrific. And then, so you're a senior. You're also, you know, from Maine. Um, what do you, you have any post-college thoughts so far? I mean, I know it's, it's only, uh, what, January here, but, you know, it's coming up soon, I guess. Um, I'm actually right now finishing, on, finishing up an application to um, a program, a graduate program at USM to get my master's in elementary education. Um, I'm planning on teaching in Maine. So elementary education, why that, I guess? Um, I have always really liked working with kids, um, and it's just been something that, you know, from my personal and work experiences, I've just, like, I guess I wouldn't say it's my calling, but, like, I just know that I've known for a long time that I'm going to work with kids. What's your major here at Bates? I am a psychology major um, and an education studies minor. Gotcha. So the education studies minor, how does that mix with psychology? I think the two intersect really well. Um, you know, my concentration in psychology is development and personality. And um, just knowing, having a background and, you know, how children develop and what they're going through, um, I think is going to be really important in my future as an educator. When you graduate college, do you think you'll keep throwing on the side a little bit, or do you think this is about it here? I hate to say it, but I think that my time throwing will just about be done. I do plan on coaching in the future. Mm. Um, I don't know whether it will be track or not, but um, I, I do anticipate coaching, whether it's middle school or elementary school. I'll coach something. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. What are some other sports you have a background in you might coach? Um, well, I played field hockey through senior year of high school and basketball as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know enough about them that I could yeah. coach, you know, peewee or, or right. you know, the rec departments and stuff. Terrific. So uh, this upcoming weekend, I know there's two meets that are going on. Which Are you going to both or one of them or what, how is that going to work? Um, Jay is taking primarily, um, I think, people who run between the 400 and the mile down to BU on Friday night. And then basically everyone else, um, sprinters, jumpers, hurdlers, throwers, will be at USM on Saturday. All right, so USM, so that's where you're going to be at. Yes. Um, that, that's the meet you go to pretty much every year, right? What's that meet typically like? The meet at USM is um, will be the women first and then the men. So it'll be a quick meet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Genesis and I will throw weight and shot put back to back and then be back on the bus and head debates. Um, but that's been a fun kind of like no pressure, relaxed meet before to um, – leading up to states. So Genesis, the other uh, um, women's thrower, um, how do you work with her? You know, you're a senior, um, what do you work with her on? Or do you let Coach Fresh kind of both coach everyone basically? Genesis, first of all, is amazing and I love her. But, um, you know, she picks up on things pretty quickly and she does a lot of work on the side. Um, I help her when I can, but she, you know, primarily works with, um, with Fresh and with Coach Kirkland. And um, if she has questions, she'll likely go to uh, senior captain on the men's team, Zach Campbell or um, oh. Johnny Rex. 
sophomore. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the throwers, you know, men and women, you all work together basically, right? We do. Yeah. yeah. And so Rex and Campbell, how are they looking? <laughs> they both look really good. Um, they had some good performances this weekend. I'm really excited to see what the rest of the season has in store for both of them. And then, yeah, Campbell mentioned that you, you, you and him have been friends since day one, right? How's that gone? Uh, yeah, we lived on the same floor freshman uh-huh. year and, um, you know, de- developed this great friendship freshman year that's just um, stayed true throughout our years at Bates. And I've really, you know, relied on him as a teammate and a friend throughout the years. Do you imagine after you graduate, you'll be one of the alums checking in with the throwers of the future? I think so. Yeah. Um, but primarily because, you know, I'll be close. And yeah. also, I'll come back because of, um, you know, the rest of the team, too. You know, I've been teammates with these girls for, th- it will have been three years, so I'll come back to, to check in on them. Sounds good. Katie Hughes, Female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. The men's track and field team also dominated its meet, scoring 253 points, nearly tripling the score of second place Franklin Pierce, a Division II program. Sophomore John Rex won the weight throw and the shot put to lead the charge. Well, John, happy to have you on the Bobcast talking some Bates track and field. And first of all, you know, you're a sophomore now, but coming out of high school, what made Bates the place you wanted to come to study and to throw? So my college counselor, Aya Murata, uh, was a Bates alum, and she was super gung-ho about Bates. And it was actually the first school I looked at and the last school I looked at. Um, and I just, I knew it was the right school for me. I won the small school environment. Um... I also really liked the idea of playing a sport in college, and originally it was going to be football, and then later on in the school year I decided I didn't want to play football anymore, and I, I wanted to do track and field. Um, I didn't know, I didn't really realize how prestigious the throws were at Bates until uh, I got to campus, and I'd, I'd met D-Ray, um, who was a huge mentor to me last year, I'd met him in the spring of my senior year and sort of got a glimpse of like how like the the caliber of, of his athleticism and like his throwing capabilities but I still didn't really have a grasp on what the program meant until so my 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 freshman year um D-Ray was sort of haggling me like in the fall like getting on me to come throw with him, come lift with him. And I didn't really understand why. I wasn't really, I mean, coming in high school, I was just like, I had a lot of athletic potential, but I never really lived up to it. Um, And I just had a completely different mindset (laughs) that I do now. Mm -hmm. And I attribute a lot of that to D-Ray. But it wasn't until actually the meet from this past weekend, the Bates Invitational, where David Pless came back and threw uh, to break the facility record, and all the All-American throwers came back to watch him, and I just thought, like, that was, like, one of the coolest things. Like, I, like just the camaraderie that they had was, like, really inspiring, and I really, I was 195 pounds. I was really weak. I had awful technique, and I, after I threw, Dave Pless came up to me and just looked me in the eye and said, you're going to be really good, and I, at that point, just, like, didn't know what I did to deserve the sort of compliment from someone like him, but that really stuck with me, and after I, I got to meet all the guys um, that came before me, and it was it was really inspiring, and it made me want to get after it. And from that point on, I, I listened to D-Ray, and we got after it together, and he was a great training partner for the rest of the year. 
Terrific. So, yeah, that was last year's Bates Invitation when Plus came back and everything. You know, watching something like that, I mean, to see him break the facility record, how, you know, how cool of an experience was that? It was really shocking to me. I'd never wow. seen anyone so passionate about about something and so so technically sound, so powerful. It was just he was like he 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 was like a super a superhuman to me. I I couldn't like really describe how I felt because it was pretty overwhelming. Yeah. I mean I was again, I was really weak at the time. <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't really anything special in the third. I was nothing compared to how I am now. And he really just like it was that moment that inspired yeah. me to just to just get after it and start uh and I sort of after that meet you know weeks went on and I realized how passionate I actually was about yeah the sport and how how good I wanted to be at it and I just never looked back after that moment for sure. Now, I interviewed um, Zach Campbell and Dre Russo before the season to kind of preview track and field. They both mentioned some Instagrams. You've been posting some of your training. Yeah, I have I have posted a couple of Instagrams. I mean, Instagram's a good outlet for throwers. A lot of throwers don't realize that Instagram's a great outlet mm. for training points, for communication with other throwers. Like, so many videos posted on Instagram, like technical analysis. It's just, I mean, for me personally... I, a lot of the reason that I've made like the sort of jumps that I have since last year is because of the outside work that I've done in addition to coming to practice. Mm -hmm. And like this is just another aspect of that. And like um, a lot of people, you know, on social media will post things that they're passionate about, like post pictures, like with their family, with their friends. And like I, I do that as well. But Another huge part of my life is I, I love lifting, I love throwing, and like that's something I want to share with with my followers and my friends. You know, it's something I really I'm really passionate about. So awesome. Yeah. Um, so when did you start throwing? When was the first event you competed in? You know, growing up. I actually started throwing in the fourth grade. Like nice. surprisingly, um, there's a middle school track program uh, through Andover High. Um, and the Andover High head coach ran ran the program. Um, so I think I started in fourth or fifth grade actually, um, and I just I just really threw the discus and uh, I had like <laughs> I was sort of like a fifth grade sensation because I <laughs> I I did not have I, I didn't even know how to throw the right. thing, but for some reason. I, I was really good at throwing the discus. I had like a natural feel for it. I wish I could say the same now because it's one of my like secondary events now. But um, yeah, and I just like, it was one of those things that my parents just threw me into because they wanted me to stay active. I mean, I was a football player primarily throughout like from like fifth grade to my senior year of high school. Like football was the most important sport to me and track was just sort of on the side. It was always in the back of my mind. Um, so it wasn't so yeah i i did i did uh, middle school track and field up and through high school freshman year i tried lacrosse and mm. made my dad pretty upset because he wanted me to throw he <laughs> thought he always thought i'd be a good thrower yeah. um he was right i guess <laughs> um but but yeah and then i and then i went back to track because i'm not a lacrosse player and i <laughs> i kept doing track and uh, yeah, and I, I'm glad I stuck with it, and I, I really never thought, uh, you know, as a high schooler, I never thought that this is where I would be right now. 
Well, and speaking of right now, Bates Invitational the past weekend, you guys obviously won it. You won the weight throw and the shot put, if I'm not mistaken. And so how those events go and what are some goals you have moving forward this year? Yeah, the Bates Invitational, I definitely went into the meet with a lot more intensity than the previous meet. Mm -hmm. I'd sort of, in the previous meet, I'd sort of uh, written on the fact that I'd put in so much work that I didn't really like need to be so tense. Mm -hmm. So that sort of um, that sort of attitude, I think, made me uh, underestimate the abilities of the rest of the field. Sure. And uh, a couple of really good nationally ranked guys from MIT caught up with me and uh, beat me <laughs> beat me um, in the weight throw and the shot put. That was pretty disappointing. So I came back into the second meet, and it was just a disappointing opener for me. But I mean, I still like I had significant PRs. Like, it, it, I was just expecting a little bit more. Um, so then the second meet, I came in with more intensity. Still, still wish I could have PR'd a little bit more. But it's really early in the season yeah. right now, and my marks. I'm, I'm, looking to improve upon my marks from this past week. For sure. And then um, Coach Fresh, everyone talks about him and what he does with throwers. What have you learned from him so far during your time in college? Um, Fresh is Fresh is a lot of means a lot of different things to me. You know, Fresh, he's not just a coach to me. He's like, he's an inspiration. He's the father to me. Like anything that's going on in my life, I feel like I can talk to Fresh about. And like in high school, I had coaches, um, especially in football, who just would sort of never really like believed in me and would over like always overlook my athletic abilities and fresh. Really, since my senior year of high school, he really took an interest in. He just noticed that I had a lot of like raw athletic ability, and I think that's one of the great things about Fresh is he's so good at taking raw athletes and turning them into technical like great throwers. Yeah. And you, it doesn't mean that you have to come in with amazing technique, but if you have that athletic base, Fresh can really do some amazing things. And he's just been one of the most uh, inspirational influences in my life. And I'm really, I'm really thankful to have a coach that believes in me so much. Yeah, and I think I, I, I attribute a lot of my success to him for that reason. Awesome. I understand one of your good friends on the team is a runner, uh, roommate, right? Yeah. Ryan Nealis. Yeah. Uh, you know, runners, throwers, separate events. Uh, you don't even see each other compete necessarily all that time, but how that you know relationship developed? I met Ryan the second week of school. So my, uh, this this kid who's also on the team, Ryan Junta, I was friendly with mm -hmm. um, coming into school because I had known him from growing up. He's from mm -hmm. my hometown. And Ryan Junta lived a couple doors down from Ryan Nealis. So then like second week of school, we became friends. We just like, uh, we just like really hit it off. I remember. And it was like, the, it was the weirdest thing. Like we had all these, we had all these weird connections. Like my host student from high school was one of his best friends in London, which is just like really, really weird. And like, just, it was funny. It was, yeah. it was really cool. It's such a small world. And yeah, we we just really hit it off, and like he's been my he's been my buddy since like never a dull moment. You know, we're just we're both huge goofballs, and but also love to get after it. You know, and he he really keeps me motivated. And I mean, yeah, we have we have great times together, and uh, he's he's killing it right now. Yeah. And, and I think last year, like 
towards the spring we started to get a little more serious about track we we really wanted to come into this year thinking about changing the culture of the track team you know like thinking in a new direction like mm -hmm. we want everyone on the track team to have this sort of winning mindset you know because if you don't I mean every day when you go into practice if you do the same thing you're just you're never gonna get better you know and we want people to realize that like the work that you put in in practice does not guarantee success it has there has to be other things yeah. that have to be done like you have to get yourself in the weight room you have to do specific drills like Ryan Ryan does hurdle mobilities after practice every day you know it's just little things like that and they all add up because we practice five days a week and that's yeah. I mean five days a week times you know there's there's 52 weeks in a year right. that's that's a lot of days yeah. and that adds up little by little so for sure uh this week i know there's a couple of beats going on for the track and field team where, where are you going to be competing i'm going to be competing at usm uh -huh. um i think that fresh well fresh fresh relayed the information to me that he wants me to get more throws in in the shot put mm. um it's it's my weaker event um i've been working really hard to get good at it i'm hoping to break 50 feet in the next meet that would be that'd be really uh that'd be a that'd be a good breaking point for yeah. me i think i think i'd go up from there um but it's important that i get six throws because bu is going to be really competitive in the shot there's gonna be a ton of d1 guys there oh. there's a small there's there's a chance that i that i don't make the finals in the shot mm -hmm. so um yeah he just wants me to get reps in for right. both and i completely agree with his decision all right, so USM this weekend, and then I know we always talk about the legacy of throwers here. You you know D-Ray. He was a mentor for you. Do you hear from some of the guys who graduated before you were even on campus? Do yeah. you hear from them too? Yeah, see, yeah. that this is like the coolest thing about Bates throws yeah. is like I'm, I didn't even go to college with with anyone except D-Ray, but yeah. I'm, like, I'm like boys with a lot of the throwers <laughs> because I see them. Um, they, they come to a ton of the meets, and they're like so supportive of me. It's like it's really really cool and makes me, it just makes me want to be a part of a part of their legacy even more. Like, I a bunch of people have um, compared like my body type and just sort of like the way I throw to Sean Sean mm -hmm. Enos, who's like a huge inspiration to me. Um, probably the guy whose film <laughs> we have this server called yeah. China and it has all of. The videos from the past years, um, all throwing videos, every practice, every meet, um, and Sean's probably the guy that I watch the most film yeah. of. Um, I think I've, I think I've watched every, every every meet, every practice of yeah. his since his freshman year, um, and it's just, uh, it's re it's really inspirational and it's cool to like compare. Um, where he was at at this point in time to where I'm at in this point in time and to sort of look at the statistics of the throws over the years. Um, and that's something that, that's like a, a little activity that I like to do a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, like Sean, Nick Margitza has been really, really supportive of me. Um, he always checks in, make sure I, to see how I'm doing. Dave Pless has been a huge um, inspiration, also just good mentor to me. Like. I'm on uh, the the lift I'm doing right now is a lift that uh, he sent me that he that he's been giving me. Um, it's definitely been helping me make a lot of technical jumps and lifts, and also um, 
like jumps and and the amount of resistance I'm I'm putting on. Um, and yeah, he he's been helping me a lot with technique as well. He's broken down a bunch of my videos. Sean's also broken down a bunch of my videos. Like a lot of a lot of throwing is not only practicing, but it's also visualization and sort of conceptually understanding the physics behind um, the technique. Yeah. So yeah. Excellent. Well, John Rex, go get him at USM this weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. The swimming and diving teams held senior night at Tarbell Pool Friday when the Bobcats hosted Bowden in a dual meet. Although the results did not go the Bobcats' way overall, there were some standout performers. With senior captain Alex Bedard winning the 50-yard breaststroke, 100-yard breaststroke, and the 100-yard IM on the men's side, and senior captain Madeline Moberg leading a 1-2-3 Bates sweep in the 50-yard backstroke. It was really exciting. The Bowdoin meet's always really fun for us with a little bit of rivalry. Bowdoin swim team's always really good, so we always have a great meet. Super exciting, lots of really close races. It was really fun to have my parents here since I'm from Minnesota. They... You know, they don't come very often, but it was really fun for them to be here, get to walk me around the pool deck and all that. So I was really excited. We had a really fun meet. Have they seen you compete before at Bates? Yeah, they have, but not that often. They've yeah. come to a couple in-season meets, and one of them always makes it out to NESCAX, but not too often. Terrific. And then you won the 50-yard uh, backstroke, right? Take us through that race. So it was pretty exciting. I've never actually won an individual race at Bates, so it was pretty fun to have my last individual race at Bates on senior night be a win. Um, I've been training a lot of backstroke this year, which is really fun, working on sprinting. The race was really close, obviously. It came down to a touchout, and I think one of the things that was most fun for me about the race was not just that I won, but that I went one, two, three with two of my teammates, all within two and hundredths. They were right behind me, so it was really fun for that to happen, too. How thrilled were your teammates for you there? They were pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of cheering in the stands, and I was pretty excited. My roommate came to watch. She was really excited for me. It was really fun. With the backstroke, how much can you hear the cheering throughout the race? You can't. I can't Not hear anything. Your yeah, ears okay. are in the water the whole time. You can't water. see. You're looking at the ceiling. I had no idea yeah. that the race was that close. I had, knew nothing. <laughs> right, right, right. But afterwards, you, you pop up, you, you hear everyone cheering. Yeah, I could hear. It was really loud in there, and there's a lot of cheering. And then you look up on the scoreboard, and you see the little one next to your name, and that's pretty exciting, especially on senior night. Nice. So you're one of the captains this year. What's the experience been like? It's been great. We have a ton of underclassmen this year with 10 women on the, or 10 freshman women and 13 freshman men, which is really fun. Um, there's lots of leadership going on, but I have two great co-captains on the women's team that have made a lot of our you know, administrative duties really easy. And a lot of the leadership, I think, um, comes pretty naturally to us. And we've had a lot of great captains the last three years we've been watching to kind of learn from. So it's been really fun, and I've really valued the experience. After the Bowdoin meet, how valuable was it for the team to come back and beat Colby the next day? It was great. A little bit of a reassurance, you know, that we can still swim fast the next day, even after a tough meet Friday night. And, you know, it was tough to lose Friday night, especially because it was senior night. We would have loved to come home with a win, but we have a pretty deep team this year, which is really exciting and something we haven't had the last couple of years. So I think that's really going to come in our favor come NESCACs when there are a lot more events and we have so much depth. I think we're going to be really fast and score a lot of points all across the board and all around the team, which is going to be really fun and hopefully surprise some of our competition. Well, your NESCAC's right around the corner, but I know you have something before then, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, we have a meet down in WPI um, in about two weeks, which is just a one-day meet, but they do prelims finals, and you can we kind of get to pick our events, So, and they swim 25s of strokes, which is pretty uncommon, so we get to do something a little fun, a little tune-up racing before NESCACs. So that's always a really exciting meet and fun for us to get to go down there and kind of just 
practice what we want to do for NSCAX or do something a little out of the ordinary to break it up a little bit. So you touched you from Minnesota. How did you end up deciding to come to Bates when you were choosing school? I actually looked at a lot of NSCAC schools because I knew I wanted a pretty strong school academically and athletically. So I looked at a bunch of NSCAC schools and kind of picked ones that were in places I'd want to live and had good swimming programs and talked to a couple coaches and eventually ended up choosing Bates because it kind of just felt right. The coaching staff was really welcoming to me. I was really excited about going to Maine. Maine and Minnesota are actually pretty similar. so. The environment felt right to me, and it was just—it's been a great fit all around, and I couldn't be happier. You're a senior, so what? What are you studying? What are you? What's your degree going to be in here? So I'm a math major, yeah. so that's what I've been doing all four years here. Terrific. And then any post-college plans yet, or not? Yet? <laughs> Always a great question. Yeah, right. I'm working on that. Yeah. Um, so I'm a math major, so I'm interested in doing something with that, working with numbers. Yeah. But just in the last year or two, I've kind of figured out I want to do something public health related, so using my math to kind of work on public health research, maybe biostatistics, something like that, hopefully. It's in using my math in like a purposeful way, I guess. Awesome, and then, um, you know, the backstroke, the event you won your race in, um, when did you start doing that competitively, kind of? I actually started swimming backstroke partway through high school. I used to be more of a distance freestyler, but I had some shoulder issues when I was in high school, so I stopped doing that because distance freestyle is long and repetitive, not easy on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. And backstroke felt better. So my high school coach was like, well, why don't you swim the 100 backstroke this year? And I did, and it went better than expected. And since then, I've started doing a lot more backstroke. And obviously, it's working out pretty well most days. <laughs> awesome. Goals for NESCAX coming out? Um, mostly just to have fun, you know, and I to swim as fast as possible. It's my senior year. I want to swim as fast as I can. And I'm hoping to go all best times, place well, and I hope that the team does really well, too. I, like I said, we have a lot of depth this year, and I think that you know, it's possible that all of us could come back at finals and score in at night, which is really exciting and something that has kind of been a goal and been on our minds all season. So I'm really excited about that. All right, Madeline, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcat. Thank you. The women's and men's squash teams win a combined 4-0 this week against Colby and Connecticut College. The win over Colby marks the 18th consecutive year that Bates men's squash has defeated both Colby and Bowdoin in the regular season. Both Bates teams have a record of 5-5 five and five with a big week of squash coming up. Head coach Pat Cosker joined the Bobcast to give us an update. Always nice to beat Colby. Um, they're, they're a program that's sort of on the rise. They have a new coach. Um, they're building new courts in the next year or two. So we know they're going to come after us. Last year was a 5-4 match for the men, so it was a really close one. Um, so we And going up there on a Wednesday night, obviously with classes all day and then traveling north and in the cold and all that, it's just really challenging. Um, we've been road warriors since the first weekend of January. And so to go up there and to beat them pretty handily um, is really impressive. It, it speaks you know, to the character of the teams. Um, we had talked a lot about mentally preparing for that and physically preparing for the crowd and all that. It was their only home match at Colby, so the crowd was out there and they were chirping the whole time and the whole thing. So um, so really good performance. Um, you know, to win the CBB for the, uh, for the men, it was the 18th time in a row. For the women, it was the 15th out of 18 years. I mean, that's just something that we really pride ourselves on. And um, so I'm really proud of the team for, for performing that way. And then to go um, on Friday down to Con after a, a day of classes and drive all the way down there and um, play Con at Yale was, was another uh, nice NESCAC victory. So, yeah, I'm proud of them. For sure. And then after playing you know, Con at Yale, I know some of, the, some of the players took a trip to New York City to watch a tournament of champions that's going on. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, so the tournament of champions is a, is a professional squash tournament, both men's and women's. Um, it's sort of the uh, – 
New York City becomes the hub, or the mecca of, of professional squash for a couple of weeks. And um, we have uh, we have a, some really supportive parents that that helped us with some tickets to the to the matches and um, had a little nice alumni involvement and, and reconnected with parents. Um, so we, we were able to go down there on Saturday, reconnect with some families, watch some squash. Um, you know, a couple of kids went to museums and ate some nice food and all that. So it's, it's just really nice for our kids to, to, to get back to New York. A, a lot of our kids have never seen New York. Um, some of our kids, a lot of our kids are from New York. So it's always nice to, to reconnect and, um, you know, have a couple of days off here. This has been a grind of travel in January and, and especially with the weather and all that, it's, it's a grind. And, and we go into this sort of what we call the tournament season in February. So NESCACs and nationals and individuals. So it's it's good to be able to sort of chill out for a couple of days and, and uh, you know, rejuvenate ourselves and and, uh, and it be inspired by watching professional squash. And, and a lot of our kids, the international kids, have friends that, that play professionally. So um, so it's really cool. It's it's cool for everyone. got to say, uh, Lutza Polgar at the top of the ladder for the women's squash team on a roll right now. Is this the best you've seen her play during her time at Bates? Absolutely, yeah. Lutza, Lutza has the eye of the tiger, no question. She's... she's uh, you know she's a real leader this year, and and um, you know it's it's just great. You know we we always knew that she had the potential to play this way, um, but for her to be able to uh, for for me to see that she is is in the mindset that she's going to win every single match that she plays is just really impressive. Um, we we've had a lot of conversations about that and sort of you know changing her mindset. Um, it, I also think that you know it's important for for each individual to to kind of feel themselves and to, to feel confident about their own squash, but also to give back to the team and, and help their teammates. So she's she's been doing both this year, and that's really great too. It's great to see her development as a teammate and, and as a as a bobcat for the team because we've gone through some diver- some adversity this year for sure. Lots of different lineup changes, I know. It's nice to have uh, Maeve and Katie back, though, right there in the kind of middle of the lineup providing some victory. Definitely. We were missing our sophomores, no question. Um, Katie coming back strong in January and, and, you know, right into the Williams Middlebury matches, which are tough, but she, she handled them well. And, um, you know, Maeve just recently coming back, um, you know, her spirit, her energy, her squash has just been a real blessing to us. And, um, I think we'll, we'll pay dividends as we move into NESCACs and nationals and, and all that. It's, it's great to have them both back. On the men's side, who's really stood out recently? Yeah, well, Graham Graham has really stepped up at number one. He's, uh, you know, it, it's challenge at number one. You're playing the best player from the from the opposing team every every match. Um, but recently, he's had some some big wins for himself. You know, the the Colby match was a good one. Um, Wesleyan, he came up a little bit short, but then, uh, you know, against Khan, and he's just he's played a little bit better recently. And I think that he, you know, he's such a hard worker. He's so determined. He's so motivated that it's as a coach it's great to see him sort of uh, finally getting some results because that's the type of player that you want and you want to sort of instill that in every team in every teammate um, and every team member so uh, so Graham has really stepped up and you know we're we're deep too we have some some guys in the middle and the in the back of the lineup that that have had some taken some lumps early in the season but are starting to kind of get their form back and um I really, you know, I, I think that we're gonna we're in for a big finish here. This week is important, obviously, but um, but moving into NESCACs next weekend and the nationals a few weeks after that, I think we're we're in for a big big finish. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you look at this week. Um, what four matches for each team, right? Starting Wednesday with MIT. I, I go one one by yeah. one, coach <laughs> coach cliche, but yes, I think it's four. I don't know. I can't. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm a sociology major. I don't I don't count very well, but I think it's four. Yeah. 
Well, these opponents coming up. First of all, MIT on the road. MIT, have you guys played them that recently? Or? We we played them last year, okay. I think here, or maybe it was two years ago here. Um, they're recently better. They have a strong top of the lineup. They're actually one ranking point behind us, I think. Mm-hmm. So we're so it is a big match for us, even though it's non-conference and it's you know out of NESCAC and all that. Um, they recently beat Amherst, which is who who's on the rise as well. So you know we we need to beat them. Um, in order to sort of maintain our seating for NESCAC and and uh, and our own ranking, if that means anything, I, we try not to talk about that stuff. But um, you know, and Tufts is getting better. Tufts on Friday night at Harvard, which will be a challenge with with travel and all that, um, family members coming, and you know, a little bit of a distraction on the road and being in Boston and all that. Um, and then Hobart for the men, William Smith for the women, um, should be pretty clinical. But you never know on the road. And then uh, Mount Holyoke has a really strong number one, so Lutza will be mm. will be challenged, which is going to be really good for her. Yeah. And then on Sunday is a big show, a huge showdown between um, w- with Amherst, who um, who's on the rise again. The women, I think, finished higher than than us last year. Um, we never got a chance to play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the men are stronger, you know. But I, I like I said, we're we're getting stronger. We took a little bit of time off there to sort of rejuvenate. We're 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 healthy. We're strong. I think we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be in a good position to win all those matches. In terms of the NESCAC tournament, just for people to remember, how does the seeding work? Is it just purely based on rankings, or it is? It's yeah. based on rankings, yeah. um, and then uh, it's uh, ELO system, so it's sort of a point system, which we've been sort of the the butt of uh, in the past <laughs> few years. We, we the computer do not th- does not like the Bobcats, but no respect. No, no love for the Bobcats, <laughs> but. Um, but that's okay. The matches play themselves. You know, we'll, we'll we'll play. I think we because of the computer last year, we played Tufts three times and beat them, and we were still behind them at one point right, right. after those three wins or after two of the three wins or something. So, um, I th- I have a feeling that that will happen with Amherst College because the women lost to Dickinson and Tufts beat Dickinson, um, and they you know and so uh, anyway it we all yeah the only thing we can do is is. Right play the matches and win them and and control our, our controllables um, I think we're going to be fine but the the issue for us now is getting into the f- the the five the top five seeds because six through ten play on Friday night mm-hmm. and that's something the women did last year we don't want right. to have to miss class on Friday and travel to to Middlebury and Trinity to play on Friday night and, and all that it's just an added match it's an extra you know, missing one or two classes extra. It's just not what we want to do. So if we're in the top five, we'll be good. We'll play on Saturday morning. We'll have a nice leisurely trip in Friday, nice dinner, and um, and go from there. And I think that's what we're, where we'll end up. The Nordic and Alpine skiing teams combined to finish ninth out of 15 schools at the UNH Carnival over the weekend. Nordic captain Kalen Woods netted a pair of top 20 finishes, finishing 18th in both the classical technique and freestyle races. And in Alpine skiing, the women combined to finish 5th in the slalom on Saturday, led by Captain Griffin Mueller, who finished 11th out of 59 skiers. The skiing teams are off this week from the carnival circuit, but they return to action at the UVM Carnival February 1st and 2nd. And next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap a big NASCAC weekend for the Bates basketball teams. Plus, the squash teams have combined eight matches this week, and the track and field teams have their final tune-up before the main state meet. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates! Bates!